Is that the the Earth soundtrack or is that the soundtrack for Bard? I think it should be the Bard soundtrack. It just sounded like you dying, Andy. I was making ominous trumpeting noises. Dylan. I thought you were saying the song was the sound of Bard, and I'm like, that is not even in character at all. And then he made like dying manatee sounds, and I got kind of scared. Okay, or did you get excited? I don't know why you think I'm excited by dying manatees. Manatees are majestic, noble creatures, and if they're dying, something's going wrong. <laughs> Why well, are you laughing at dying manatees? <laughs> because I'm a heartless bastard. Yes, I can tell. <laughs> well, welcome everybody to the podcast. This is a this is a good way to good way to start things off. This is the League Community Podcast. What what episode are we on now? Is this like number, this number eleven? I think it's eleven. Yeah, episode eleven. My name is Andy Belford, aka Zwill. I'm a member of the player relations team here in North America, and then uh, joining me is my uh, my my esteemed co-host and colleague. Dylan, a most dirty, a Dylan Buckner. Hi, Dylan. Hello. Esteemed. Thank esteemed. you. Esteemed. Just lying through your teeth. Well, I mean, because Patrick was admittable. And so you're yeah. esteemed. Obviously. Gotcha. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and, That's proper and ranking there. It is. It is. It's like a, it's a stack ranking, actually. Mm -hmm. um, speaking, uh, speaking of stack ranking, uh, today, I have no idea. No, you got this. Speaking of Stacker, this is why he's the professional and we're just amateurs. But that's You're okay. literally like hosting a podcast as part of your job. How are you not a professional? I, you know, I, I. They actually fits the exact definition of professional. I'm flubbing. You are aware of this. I'm flubbing. I don't <laughs> think we have to introduce him at this point either. I really I'm pretty don't. sure hey, everybody was I'm like, oh yeah, sure. that's freak. Hey, everybody, freak is here. Hello. And, you know, Welcome to the Zwill Champion Spotlight. <laughs> Featuring for, Dylan for your proper Lucifer for your proper <laughs> Harry Lucifer. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh. Speaking of speaking of formal and proper introductions, uh, welcome to the podcast, Mr. David Freak Turley. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, it's good to have you. I'm with wonderful homies, and there's going to be cool people listening. So there it'll is be all great. Be. That's very true. I'm sure that the the Reddit crowd will will eat this right up. Mm -hmm. And find some way if they have the patience to listen to like an hour long audio file. Wow, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying, if you got this far, you already have more patience than I do. <laughs> I'm just so, kidding. I've actually listened to a couple so, of these through already. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, so my freak, where you tread on my dreams. <laughs> the contents you make. It's Pretty much crap. <laughs> no, I'm, already, I don't, I'm already out at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm making fun of other people, not of your hard work. I'm just saying that via the duration, having more than one zero in it. Or, or one one digit in it, like some people just yeah, and they just turn around and do something else. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, well we we, will we do find our you balance. so compelling, yes, mm -hmm. that we thought that you could actually carry that full hour. I maybe absolutely. we will be proven wrong. Uh, you oftentimes when you expect good things of me, you're proven wrong. <laughs> You'll well, come to learn this. At the least, we can expect somebody will make some somehow make a meme out of an audio file. So yes, yes. So so how have things been going for you? Things been good. Things been good. Yeah. I'm I'm living the esports dream. I get to commentate video games, which is sweet. Um, hang out with cool people. Like I have no complaints. All of life is wonderful. Yeah, and uh, the season seems to be going swimmingly. We just announced. Yeah. Uh, what we announced a couple weeks ago, spring finals in Vegas. That's exciting. Yeah, and those we, announcements starting to roll out. I know. Yeah, we just announced. Uh, did we? We didn't as, announce as of today of the taping. We announced where Worlds itself is. That's right, North Wonderful. America touring NA. Are you excited to be uh, traveling? I am. The I am. Show? Uh, yeah, it's always fun when you get to go to different places. Uh, it's always uh, sort of been the goal. Now is like, hey, can we hit as many sort of 
different areas as possible. We want to keep it within a continent, four worlds, because mm. going nine time zones over is kind of hard between like a quarterfinal and semifinal. Sure. But in that, we're already in Europe or we're already in North America. Traveling around is is nice. We get to catch more people. I'm super excited that uh, one of the stops for the worlds is actually going to be in Chicago. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually don't remember if I've been to Chicago before, so that'll be a nice new experience for me. But uh, yeah, I think we have a really good sort of set of different states and cool cities we're going to. So mm. should be fun to get to explore a little bit. Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, in case you didn't know, Chicago is the windy city. Yes, that I have heard about. Yes, mm-hmm. and so the wind doth blow. And and they're the home of the bears. The, the bears. The yes. bears. And honestly, depending upon who you ask, possibly a superior form of pizza. Uh, I agree with that sentiment. New Yorkers come at me, what up? Uh, <laughs> I, I heavily actually prefer Chicago-style pizza. I, I agree. Yeah. But I also used to work uh, at a place called Pizzeria Uno back in the Midwest. Okay. So I've heard of it. Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. delicious. Yeah, man. is it number one? More bread always. Uh, it is numero uno. Yeah. So that would be yeah. By Stop definition. Stop it. Wait, is it a, is it a chain or is there only one of them? <laughs> it's is a that chain. why it's Pizzeria Uno? Because oh, so then when you get another one, is it Pizzeria Dos? Actually, um, they've done no, that. No, because it's uh, because it's Italian. It's not Spanish. So okay. Um, that makes sense. Is, but in, I don't know Italian. <laughs> in, in Chicago was the Ria Pizzeria Uno. Um, and then across the street, uh, they had to like build an extension. You know how Sujita has kind of like we're getting super meta here. No, they fine. had to build an extension called Cafe Due. Okay. So that is like it's Pizzeria Uno, and then the overflow is Cafe Due. Nice. So, yeah. Today bread you pizza better than not bread pizza. <laughs> nice. So, how much? How much do people uh, out there in like esport land? How much do they know about about the young? David about, about Young Freak? Young Freak. So there's two versions of Young Freak. There's Y-U-N-G Freak, which yes. is just like you just say that as like a term of endearment. Yes. And there's Y-O-U-N-G, which is, you know, when I wasn't E-famous. I'm assuming you mean the second, so I'll go into that story. Uh, it's, I mean, there there's versions of the story. Right? There's the 10-minute version. There's an hour-long version. There's like a 30-second version. So I'll try to get one that's like the right length here. Um, <clears throat> I'm from Northern California, from San Jose. I say hella, uh, which is tight. <laughs> Bay Area represent. <laughs> I'm from the Yay. Um, I get hyphy occasionally. <laughs> you know, uh, I've never ghost ridden a whip though, so I don't fit all the stereotypes. Did Did UCSD? I know. I know nowadays they actually have a pretty decent, uh, decent size like League of Legends specifically club. Um, hmm. But did mm-hmm. they have like a? Um, actually, there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks. Uh, some of the interns from last year, I think uh, Lulu. Shout out Lulu. Uh, I think was at UCSD. Um, did they have a video game club back in the day? Um, not that I had heard of. I wasn't the most socially connected in general. Um, so maybe there was, and I missed it. I don't remember hearing about it. Um, Winter Game Fest been going on for a while. Maybe it was there while I was at UCSD as well, and also missed that. That's actually probably more true. Um, but no, the, the, my gaming exposure to UCSD was that I was a wannabe pro gamer and finally got really good at one around the time I was a freshman. Uh, and UCSD is really good internet. So, you know, it was right. nice getting like eight ping to like the US West server uh, so that I could, you know, just crush nerds and uh, qualify for tournaments. Sorry. So, so what game was this? Uh, so I was a semi-pro Warcraft 3 player, mm-hmm. um, meaning the one that's, where you have right. micromanage armies and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I did also play Dota alongside that, but... Um, yeah, I was a uh, top 30, top 20 in the world 
um, best of my race in which was that night elf out. <sighs> So outside of Europe and Asia, I was the best night elf. Wow, um, really? Yeah, I I I've I'd played all the other top night elves at some point, and I'd like to out every one of them. Man, what a what a weird RTS that was in the back. But don't yeah. don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just played this game again three months ago. Oh, That's nice. how much I love that game. Uh, but I remember watching competitive for the first time. And it'd yeah, be, I went and watched it'd be, it recently too. It'd be a couple minutes in, and, and the guys would be fighting it out, and they'd each have like three units. <laughs> yeah, have a hero and like two footmen versus like three archers, and everybody would just be dancing. Like right. that's the so, crazy thing about that game. It was the cool thing. So like Warcraft Three is interesting because right. So part of the reason the armies were so small is there was a mechanic called upkeep, where yeah. once your army size was big enough, your gold income got cut by thirty and then sixty percent. Uh, and so you would try to find ways to play around only having like limited supply, um, <clears throat> which which is very metagame defining, right? Like humans would always expand in mass towers and they would use up all their food just having workers basically and towers didn't take up supply. So you would just stack gold and then tech. Um, also, on like a game like StarCraft, your gold income is very limited and you can't like spam SCVs and like mine all the minerals forever. It was like a really big deal to get an expansion and you couldn't accelerate your gold income any other way. And so units very heavily fought with teching, um, more so than a game like StarCraft. You have to kind of choose which one you're going to do at any meaningful time. Um, and so if you want to hit tier three and get some bears or if you want to get griffins or if you want to get, you know, your third hero, uh, you can't make as many units. And so there were like a whole bunch of interesting decisions you had to make around it's like production in that game. Yes. Not to mention great MOBA training, because, I mean, really, the Warcraft oh, 3 right. engine was the foundation of it all once upon a time. So yeah. we didn't well, even know it, and we were yeah, training back then. Yes and no. The The actual first one that gets credit for being a MOBA was um, a StarCraft map called Anna Strife. Anna Strife. Oh, Anna right. Strife is credited as being the originator. Um, maybe there's something before that, but last time I like read up on like Wikipedia or something, that was the one that got all the credit. And I actually played that game. So I like played like the original MOBA. Um, is yeah, so then, like, Yule made original Defense of the Ancients for Reign of Chaos, <clears throat> which I also played, and my my best friend from high school who also works here um, at Riot now, like, got me into Dota in the first place, and then um, from there basically followed Heroes of New Earth and League of Legends with my various Dota friends, um, eventually fell in love with League, and then, you know, got to be playing this game a whole lot, and, you know, that's been the last six and a half years of my life now, Um and then all the while, while we were doing the pro gaming thing, to jump to jump topics real quick because you asked you asked about the origin, um, I had been sort of interested in in teaching as a general concept, um, and did like some studies with that in college a little bit. But the the major experience there was I did a bunch of um, basically commentary videos and a little bit of shoutcasting on the side um, while in high school and college and being a makeshift like wannabe pro gamer, um, which ended up being super useful because then I worked at Riot and used those skills. Do you ever uh, do you ever look back and think what might have been if you had kind of continued along that educational path? Sure, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because if I was born five years later, I'd just be a streamer, right? Like, because that yeah. would have taken off at the right time, and I'd just like be on Twitch, and I'd you know hopefully be as popular as someone like Darius or Cutie Pie. Um, being that I was born in '87, um, yeah, I was an economics major, which was finally a topic that I enjoyed. But it was just a major to get a major. Like, I don't know what economics jobs are there are in that like. What does undergrad econ training actually allow you to do? There's not a lot of applicable fields, I don't think. Um, but, like, I got, like, a good taste of, like, how statistics works and things like that. And that was, like, an interesting field of study as well. So, you know, finding something around there. I was always, like, a math nerd. Um, and then, yeah, I was going towards a teaching credential um, before I dropped out to join Riot. So, uh, you know, one of those avenues probably would have done something for me. Could you could you imagine a kid sitting in class and being like, Mr. Turley? About as much as I... Uh... 
I can imagine them sitting in class saying, Mr. Mr. Dylan Most Dirty. And they did, yeah. actually. I did some teaching for a while. And nice. Oh, man. So, uh, salute the teachers out there. Yeah, wonderful people, <laughs> for sure. But, but it's not, I, I think, outside the realm of reason that, you know, one day you might be back in the classroom teaching, teaching something like, you know, the history of esports sure. or something like um, that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it would be more in terms of, like, uh, you know, a speaking opportunity than, like, teaching a class in the, the like, conventional professor sense. Um, <clears throat> and I actually have been, like, blessed with a couple opportunities to do, like, really cool speaking things. Um, most notably, and it's still not on YouTube, sadly, but um, UCSD actually called me up uh, a year ago, roughly. Um, and, of course, their students, um, right, help run a lot of the clubs and whatnot. And so they are running a TED extension. Um, and a couple of people there were like big esports fans and League of Legends players, and they're like, "Hey, freak, you went to UCSD? You want to do a TEDx talk?" I'm like, "Do I ever? Like, that, <laughs> that, that's an exceptional honor." So, so can you uh, explain really quickly for the listeners what yeah. is what is TEDx or what's a TED yeah. talk? Sure. So, so TED is, and this won't be a very accurate description, but as best I can do, is a organization of sorts. Uh, their tagline is "Ideas Worth Spreading." Uh, they get speakers who are experts in certain topics um, and say, hey, give us a 10-ish something minute speech around some topic you know a lot about. Um, and usually like every conference has like a, a, a general topic, right? like not like solar power, but like, you know, just some sort of idea that you should try to hone your uh, speech around. So it's, it's, it's a speaking circuit um, and it's hard but not unheard of to like you know have like a TEDx a TED extension branch and uh, so UCSD has like a TED extension and they can like they can host their own events sometimes and whatnot and so I was there alongside uh, MC Jin who was cool because I used to follow his freestyle hip-hop career like back in the day um, before I stopped doing that um, <laughs> and and so yeah like that was like a, a celebrity that I was like oh my god how I met this guy that's cool cool but um, but, you know, just like people who know really cool things. There was, you know, a couple of professors at UCSD who talked about like their research and the cool things they were doing and like finding dark matter and stuff. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, so it's a it's a speaking circuit for people that have cool ideas and they thought I might have some. And so I just gave like kind of a personal story. Basically a bunch of feels videos. Uh, uh, if yeah, you ever feels feel like or... being inspired, crying, laughing, yeah. feeling yeah. dumb. Uh, go go watch some TED Talks. That's a much better description than the one I gave. <laughs> we should have asked you that question. Yeah, 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 man. My bad. Just just edit this part out, and we'll just do what you said. Just use just use Dylan's yeah. Dylan's response to everything. Actually, Dylan is going to be uh, Freak's new front man. In case you were oh, wonderful. <laughs> it's just what I've always wanted. That's I think mother perfect. will be so proud. <laughs> I'm I'm working for a guy named Freak. Well, how in what capacity, Dylan? <laughs> I'm answering questions for him for other people. You know, you know, let's just go back to I'm tutoring people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so seems like so much of kind of like your journey and mm -hmm. and even like a lot of your success has been tied to PC gaming. Like have you yeah. always been just has that always been your main kind of platform of choice? Yep, absolutely. Uh, I've been a PC gamer since like forever. My dad is a uh, a big tech guy, like one of his first jobs was like repairing floppy disks when they were like two feet wide. Actually, has one not not floppy hard drive. Sorry, when they were two feet wide, and he has a bunch of like silver platters in his closet upstairs in in my parents' office. Um, <clears throat> so we've had computers around since forever. Uh, only reason I even had a console at some point was we won N sixty four at some point. Uh, so I w and so I remember like do like I would try to beat my sister's speed records on you know, the various tracks. But by and large, I was playing PC games. 
Um, uh, wait, how, how did you win an N64? Uh, my dad went to some conference and there was like a, a drawing, right? For like one person's going to get N64 and they pulled my dad's name. So he brought a 64 home and it was like, surprise, we have a thing now. And I was like, sweet. Okay. We have an N64. So you, That's didn't, solid. you didn't do the Nintendo 64 toy reaction? <laughs> no, that yeah. wasn't me. That was- I mean, I was going to say <laughs> though, it's kind of a funny case where I'm sure your dad was just like, huh, what does this thing do? And then he yeah. opens it up, and Not oh, man, you weren't even stoked. You're just like, "That's cool, Dad." I've, I mean, that's I don't remember. Awesome. Like, right. it was like actually 15. I'm just going to imagine you losing your mind because that that's a lot um, more. Well, fun. the thing is, like, I was already like um, a, a gamer. I already got to play a bunch of games. We had a PC. I was on it like 24 seven practically. I played, you know, stuff that I probably shouldn't have, but I like played original Diablo at like 10 or something. Wow. I mean, it's like rated M, and it's like, no, no, no. I unsupervised played Diablo one. <laughs> like, yeah. no big deal. Um, uh, I remember uh, playing Duke Nukem 3D, and not all of the computers had the parental content locked. Yeah, I'm sure, man. Um, so I saw pixelated boobies, which was sweet. That's um, what it's about. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was the a point big of deal. the game. Yeah, I mean, uh, or, you know, just very gory enemy deaths, of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all the original, like, Epic and Epic G titles, like, all the Jill, the Jungles, the Jazz Jackrabbits, the side-scroller Duke Nukems, like, uh, Commander Keen won through a million... One Must Fall I actually still play occasionally, which is like a super old fighting game. But like, like I used DOS as a kid. Like that's how OG I am as a gamer is I actually like used DOS. If you don't know what DOS is, that just proves how much older than you I am. Yeah. Wow. You're you're. I mean, you're younger than I am, and I certainly didn't do that. What? When? When were you first playing PC games? I don't know. I don't actually remember. Wow. That's I was crazy. Like five or wow. something. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> I did some Ski Free when I was pretty young. Yeah, I remember playing it. Ski Free in like grade Yeti. school. But I was like gaming way before then already. Wow! So, I I used to to play Oregon Trail. I played Oregon Trail. And did Oregon you? Trail? But, but Andy, that was only in the latter half of your life. Yes. What was it like playing so so many board games before that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I grew up with uh, I grew up with computer games, but it was on systems like you know the Commodore sixty four, nice. Vic twenty eight. Yeah, you the got me beat name. on that. You got yeah. me beat on that. Did you play some Jumpman Junior? Remember that? I don't. Don't remember Jumpman. I don't remember Jumpman Junior. No. Nor does he, anyone listening. He he did one That's thing. Not... He he moved and he jumped. <laughs> was he a man? He was a man. Is he still a man? Um, I'm not sure. If all the copies of the game no longer work, is he dead? Is that how that works? Stop. Is the jump man oh. like are no making, longer? Are you making a Heisenberg uncertainty <laughs> principle joke? <laughs> Not exactly, but I mean, sort of in the whole theoretics of is jump man still you alive? Just, you just really want this this podcast to get cut up into like eight different <laughs> new freak puns. No, these aren't even the puns. I just like I'm a deep thinker, and you know. In the high-paced version of the LCS and the heavily, you know, cut up champion spotlights, here's this, finally you guys give me a chance to be free. The real free. And, and okay. you know. All right, let's the go scrutiny. with this. Yeah. Okay. He, he, he is embracing a more <laughs> cerebral conversation, mm-hmm. sir. How dare you judge him for I'm that? I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's, let's get back to it. So you were at okay. UCSD. Yeah. Doing your thing. Yeah. Well, apparently even, not very socially aware. I, actually, even very, before that, still like, sure. you were telling us a little <laughs> bit about kind of, you were one of like, you were an early content creator. Yeah, I guess Cambridge. you're right. So, so yeah. So we'll talk about the content creation part of it. Um, so this is, yeah, it's all pre-YouTube, right? So finding places to put things is really hard. Um, but I remember like, you know, listening to esports broadcasts like way, way back when, like old WCG, Counter-Strike 1.6 or whatever version they're playing at the time, tournaments. And I followed StarCraft and StarCraft Brood War. I went 
to some of the like local WCG qualifiers for StarCraft. Yeah, WCG, War. by the way, for the folks World Cyber comes, Games. World Cyber Games. Yep. yep. So wiki it. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I I got into esports and I got into sort of teaching as an idea and I started recording um, replay commentaries for. I mean, it started with like StarCraft One, um, and. I started getting actually good at something with like Warcraft 3 and it was like where do I host these because I want people to see them and like my friend's dad had a web hosting service who gave me like a, like 20 megabytes to upload mp3s and link the zip files um, and you know I went through and, and eventually found a, a, a fan site that would host my stuff so I uh, eventually landed at wcreplays.com which was like the big fan site like that was the English speaking Warcraft fan site um, and I made like over a hundred of these like hour long mp3 plus replay file zips that you would you know hello everyone welcome i'm david turley or actually hey this is freak and uh wcr audio number 137 today we're gonna talk about night elf versus human everyone please load up the replay get it to the 15 second mark of the 1x speed with fog of war on from my point of view and i'll give you some time to get there and i talk for a little bit and say okay let's unpause in three two one unpause okay you can see here the standard alter build order and like that's so I would wow. you make these kind of things, and that was all probably very it's accurate. There's probably a spotlight that said those exact words. It's easy to forget how much the internet just used to suck. Like, I, mean, I guess. It, it, great back then, obviously. It's just, I don't know. It's sure. Crazy. But no, you're right. It's advanced so heavily. Right now, it's all on YouTube. Right now, it's all video. Like, video streaming did not exist. Yeah. It was a rarity when it was like, oh, my God, Grubby recorded a first-person VOD. It's like, now I can just turn on Sneaky Stream, and there's like 75 hours this week of games <laughs> he's played, right? It was like, no, no, no. There were like seven first-person VODs a year. Like, yeah. total, like, that was recorded because people, like, it was hard to get computers that were that good. The bandwidth wasn't there to download those things, and no one, let alone stream them. Well, yeah, um, I mean, everybody was on dial-up, uh, and if you had, yeah. if you had cable, mm -hmm. like, it was, you were, you were, one, your parents were probably yeah. very well off. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, um, <laughs> thankfully, when I started doing audio commentaries and stuff was after my parents had picked up broadband. Mm -hmm. um, like, we were, we were on broadband before I was in high school and before Warcraft came out, so I... I had a toaster when Warcraft came out, uh, Warcraft 3, but um, internet was there. But, yeah, it was, like, interesting, like, you know, 10 megabyte files are a big deal. And, like, yeah. how yeah. heavily can you compress human voice to, like, get people to download this on time? You know, like, it was it was interesting how much you cared about that kind of thing. And then now it's, like, much easier to get, get all this stuff. Computers are faster. Internet's better. Yeah, it was it was really interesting. Uh, we, were, we were at TwitchCon uh, earlier this year, and uh, Marcus, uh, DJ Wheat, Mm -hmm. was up on stage and was kind of at least talking about the the good old days of like StarCraft replays and stuff like that where he would upload the audio and video file separately and do exactly what you're just talking about you yep. know i mean that's yep. those are those are kind of the pioneering days of of shoutcasting mm -hmm. though in a way right oh and, i mean and, it's yeah it's the origin of the word shoutcasting mm -hmm. really if you guys don't oh yeah it's, it's great it's it's funny how many people don't know this shoutcast is the official name of a plugin for winamp uh that you would like you would you would have a shoutcast server and and the goal was that it was a radio station right like you'd connect to an IP right you you'd stream audio to it and then it would be a radio station it would stream audio back to people who listened and you use the shoutcast plugin for Winamp um, and you know a box that would host you know that kind of traffic um, which I used to do shoutcasting literally right and and of course we configured it to do voice um, but yeah like the intended design of this plugin and, and service was to be a radio DJ. Um, and and yeah, so so I was a literal shoutcaster when I was like 14, 15, 16 years old. The more you know. Mm -hmm. But seriously, what is Winamp? I just realized I have no idea what oh, Winamp actually Win is. Winamp. Oh, I actually really like Winamp. It's it's a 
well, it audio be, playing program. It doesn't right? exist anymore. No, it exists. Oh, I, I, I have it installed on like most of my computers. I mean, but, like, I mean, I guess it's a it's a program, so I can just run it whether it's dead or not. So oh, fair enough. Unlike Jumpman, it's still alive. <laughs> <I'm just sitting laughs> that. that was an easy setup. But. I, just, I can see you just starting Winamp, staring at it for a while, and being like, "Yep, just like old times. <laughs> Can't do anything with it." Yeah, I don't. I don't think Winamp. Yeah, so I don't think of it that way, at least. But uh, as far as Winamp, the audio playback program i think it still exists you know has has visualizations and you know different skins you could put on it now which use spotify so who cares but um, which is maybe why winamp is dead now but so you were uh you were playing uh warcraft 3 yeah. pretty much professionally back sure. then what, how, how long did that go on for uh so i played warcraft 3 since it basically came out in 2003 uh 2003 2002 2003 was the expansion so since 2002 um I got really good by early 2005-ish. By the time I was graduating from high school, I was a pretty high-level player. Um, and so I joined one of the top two North American teams around the time I was a college freshman. Um, and so much to the chagrin of my parents who were paying for my college education, I spent a lot of time playing Warcraft 3 to keep up and just to remain a top player. Um, I qualified for a couple world championships. Um, I played in the equivalent of... Um, LCS uh, called WC3L, but instead of being like any specific, it was for all teams and all players. So I was on a top 10 team of all teams. Um, <clears throat> and you'd just schedule matches. I'd like wake up at 5 a.m. to play some Korean guy before he went to bed or, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, so I was focusing a lot on playing that game. That was from, you know, at a, at a high level for maybe 05 to 07, something like that. Um, I eventually kind of got bored of the game. I uh, just kind of got tired because the competition wasn't going anywhere and I was like doing really badly in school because of it. So um, I just sort of focused my attention elsewhere. I was still gaming a lot, but but not on sort of that what, level. What, what happened with the, the comp competition? Why did it stagnate? Uh, I mean, Warcraft 3 just never remained all that big. Um, it was interesting because esports was still really small time just at that time. Like, right, we're just now getting esports to like be more and more accepted and more and more viable and more and more people get to actually be professionals in it. Um, you know, if I was that good at League of Legends in 2016, I could have been a pro gamer. But I was that good at Warcraft 3 in 2006, which is a very, very different time. Um, so War 3, like World of Warcraft came out like right after Frozen Thrones. A lot of people jumped off of that and played WoW. A lot of people jumped on WoW because it was a very good game and very popular. Um, being a boxed game with no major updates after the expansion player base is going to dwindle, right? You can pay to a game like League of Legends or Counter-Strike or anything that actually re-adds content to the game and continually updates the game, it's a lot stickier when that happens, right. right? It's part of the reason that League is so good and so popular is that the game stays up to date. Frozen Throne definitely didn't do that. So yeah. um, the Warcraft 3 only just went down over time. And, um, you know, Korea never picked it up over StarCraft 1. Um, StarCraft players also hated on Warcraft 3 players because we were like the inferior RTS for whatever reason. <laughs> uh, even then, the space is still pretty constrained because, like, you know, how many games can you really run? Like, it was it was in the various circuits, but, like, unless you, like, actively won tournaments, there's nothing to do in Warcraft, like, that would sustain you. I it mean, seems, go ahead. I was going to say, it seemed like the uh, the the scene for, for competitive Warcraft also just kind of just gravitated over towards Dota. Uh, a lot of that, yeah. I mean, there's, there's some of that, too. And I don't know if Dota was ever as big of an esport as Warcraft 3, uh, like, original, like, Frozen Throne, you know, Dota All-Stars. I don't know. I don't have metrics on that, but... Hmm. I generally saw a lot more, well, I mean, I was a Warcraft 3 player, so I looked at it more, but I generally saw more, like, Warcraft 3 TFT tournaments than, than Dota tournaments. 
Um, and then, you know, both those games just sort of continued to dwindle. And Dota 2 came out and League of Legends came out and, you know, all these other things existed. And, you know, Counter-Strike got revived with Go and, and esports just got better because now streaming's a thing, right? If, if Twitch was a thing in 2006, I could be a streamer and probably sustain myself doing that because I could get ad revenue and people would probably, like, stick with their games longer as well. Could, could you really, though? Like, I mean, maybe. I, I, think, I think everybody remembers back in the day, and this is actually isn't, isn't really, like, from a financial standpoint, but I think, you know, uh, anybody who's been playing League of Legends for a long time and has been involved in the community mm-hmm. for a long time remembers that when you used to, like, be streaming from your house, you know? Yeah. Be streaming from your, from your, your bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Do you think, like looking back, that you would be able to to sustain like that level of rigor that that I mean that these streamers are doing? Because you look at guys like Trick, you look at guys like Cutie, like they're streaming for like eight, ten hours a day. Yeah. That's an, that's exhausting. I mean, so I would basically just be like, I'm an adult mom and dad. I'm just gonna do this, buy school, and just like you know play games, right? Like if I had the choice, I would be a pro gamer, right? Like when I was 18, if I had the choice, I'd be a pro gamer. Um, and so I competed and followed and did the best I could. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if there was a way for that lifestyle to have worked, I would have followed that lifestyle. 100%. I know I would have. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's striking me is is in both of those areas, it just that lack of like a really believable, compelling personal path forward. Like, you know, I, yeah. I know that's something that that has been tough for esports to get to. It's how do you convince that, you know, 16, mm-hmm. 17, 18 year old kid that this path like can work out for them, you well, know, that that you don't have to just be one of the top five in the entire world. I, it's I it, mean, it's still tough. I so I think I think it's still I think it still lines up actually really well with like professional sports analogies, right? Like if I if my light like, I'm eight year old Timmy and it's like I want to be a professional football player. That's my goal. And mm-hmm. so you play through high school, you play through college. In fact, you're not allowed to join the NFL. Uh, I think it's I think it's NFL until you finish college. Yeah. Like there's some sports well, you where you're to, allowed to, to jump out. Right. So like um, and some sports, I think, don't like that. require that. But yeah, essentially, like, you know, th- there's the path. And it's like if you want to be a pro, you go through all this. But also like it's baked in that if you aren't picked up and drafted and you're not on any of the teams, well, you went to college. Right. And I think that same thing exists. Like you can try as hard as you can to be the best AD carry in North America. But if you're not, you're going to be 22 and you're good at League of Legends. But like, well, you're a 300 LP master tier AD carry, but no one wants you. What do you do? Right. And so like not being in that spot is a really big deal. Um, and and that's kind of where I was, right? Like I was a really, really good worker free player with no teams that were going to pay me any money because they're only going to pay like a dozen people and I wasn't sure. those dozen people. Um, and thankfully, like what I was doing was doing a lot of commentary work. And I learned a lot about how to talk about the game, how, and I still get a lot better now. Like being an amateur at that is, you know, it's still a slow learning process, but I was better than everyone else when it came time to apply to Riot and say, hey, I'm not only really good at League of Legends, but I also have made literally over 100 replay commentaries. I've shoutcasted like half a dozen international events and even more online. Like like my resume was literally like, here's things I've shoutcasted. Here's the website, the fan site I worked for, and here's the tournaments I've won. And it was a big, basically a gaming resume, like literally like things I've accomplished in gaming specifically. And that got me hired at Riot. And it's it's me chasing the dream of I want to be the best night elf player ever while also developing a skill set that was actually usable. And so for people who are like, I want to be cutie pie or Dyrus or double lift or faker or whatever. Well, that's nice. But if you're not that, you need to have skills. Right. And like That's incredibly important. You got to have a backup. I mean, that's something I think that's applicable to uh, 
a lot of things. Like anytime somebody says, "Hey, I wanted to get into, I want to get into the video game industry." Yeah, I'm like, "Great, that's awesome. What should Start. I major in?" I'm like, "Well, what do you want to do?" And if they're like, you know, "Oh, I want to be a programmer," I'm like, "Great, go Comp major. Side. Yeah, go exactly. Go major in computer science, get a CSE degree or something like that, so you're marketable. So mm -hmm. you know, just in case." You don't make it into the games industry. You have something to fall back yeah. on, right? And yeah, you can sure. always even jump from there, right? Like be an employed programmer for a couple of years and then just yep. keep trying every year, right? Like that's the cool thing about life is like it's it's more like a game of XCOM and less like a game of like... Uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> I'm having nightmares right now because of my XCOM game. Sorry. Okay, it's like a game of XCOM where you can save scum. How about that? Like, <laughs> okay, like you you're not playing Iron Man. Thank you. And the reason I bring it up is like you can fail at things. And you go back to the base, and you're like, okay, your soldier's wounded or whatever. I'm kind of pushing the analogy pretty hard. But, like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the Avatar flames. project pushes forward. <laughs> the Avatar project meaning, like, I don't know, you die at the end of old age. But, like, then you just try again, right? Like, that's the cool thing about life. Like, you just, like, keep trying at things, right? Like, I failed at being a pro gamer, but I was researching be a shoutcaster and so I just did the shoutcaster thing and and that was fine like I, I'm enjoying what I'm doing I just didn't know shoutcasting was a thing um, well it wasn't right and, I mean it, yeah much like pro gaming was like well 12 people get to do it it's like if you're not DJ Wheat yeah or or Korean doing Starcraft yeah uh, you know so you're tastosis basically like no you don't you're you're not professional anything and I just like I mean I hadn't lived my life in any other way than like well I enjoy doing these things and hopefully it'll work out and I was lucky and it did but I was just like I'm just following the esports thing and then esports basically wide enough that it allowed more people in. Well, let's let's talk about that a little bit like the early okay. days early days of esports. Like you said you went and you shoutcasted like a bunch of international events. Yeah. What was that like? Like that that scene back then? It was really cool because um right and and it's it's like that's kind of the experience that a lot of like new shoutcasters and new gamers are going to have as well, or new like competitive gamers are going to have, where like it's 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 everything at once. So like you go to an event, and you're like, wow, this is what esports events are like. How sweet! Like this is really cool. This is really awesome. You're, like big convention centers and big tournaments, whatever. Um, but as far as like you know esports in the you know early 2000s, it was you know a lot of online competition. Um, most of it was online and there were like big tournament circuits and you'd go to ESWC or WCG or, um, you know, tournaments, tournaments would come up and then die off as there wasn't enough money for them to like keep it going. Uh, and so you'd run around, you'd be like, okay, you know, you'd play and you'd try to qualify for something. And then the top eight or 16, whatever would go to that land final in Sweden or Utah or China or wherever. Uh, and then you'd play and then the tournament would be over and everyone would go home. And as a commentator, uh, you would just get called up depending on how organized they were, months or days in advance. <laughs> uh, I literally, I actually had a, a thing where I literally flew to Korea like two days after being told like, hey, we need shoutcasters. You want to go? And I was like, I walked downstairs and said, hey, mom and dad, um, it's summer vacation right now, so I'm not doing anything. Um, can I go to Korea? They want me to shoutcast something this weekend. Did they at least yeah. pay for your flight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> to create, like, I'm not, yeah. Guys, so, I'm going to need $2,000. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is as well, like, as, as a commentator, and I don't I don't know what, what the going rate for an amateur commentator is anymore, but, uh, yeah, they'd pay your travel and room and board, and then maybe they'd pay you money. Um, I did two events for Blizzard. One was $500, one was 300 euros. Uh, one, the $500 one was, uh, and that was, like, for a weekend's work, 
was the North American regional qualifiers for the world championship. And then the 300 euros one was in Paris, uh, which was their actual world championship. So it was the same amount. Um, and it was the year they announced Diablo 3. So I got to like watch that in the audience live, oh, which man. is pretty sick. <laughs> um, so that, that was kind of fun. And just, you know, as a nerd gamer, that was pretty nice. Um, and then, you know, there were just events where it's like, yeah, we're just going to fly you out and then we'll just fly you back. And, you know, I would go because what else am I going to wow. do with my time? And it was, you know, check. Yeah, I did this thing in Korea on my resume. Um, oh, but those, those all all added up, obviously. Yeah, of course. Because, right? It yeah. was all experience. It was all yeah. useful. Um, I mean, that's that's one of those interesting things. There's a couple people at Riot who make me think of this where, uh, you know, the best example, I started in player support yeah. and uh, Riv, Rivington Bisland, mm-hmm. uh, your fellow Shadcaster, yep. was actually my desk mate on the, uh, the old account team and player yep. support back in the day. And again, didn't know it at the time, but Christian Link was the tech lead for player support mm-hmm. as well. And I uh, hadn't met you at that point, but kind of seemed to be a similar thing where we we brought these people on in the early days who had these these really awesome talents that like Riot didn't have the capacity to fully use at the time, right. but could see itself getting there down yeah. the line. And, I and it sounds like that that to some extent was the case with you. I, I know we were immediately able to 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 put you to work on the spotlights and, yeah. then, and then some wider community stuff. Right. Uh, but but in general, I, yeah, I wonder the same thing. If um, somebody was like this guy well, one well, day <laughs> for for so for those who are like maybe newer to the league scene mm-hmm. um, and didn't know uh, Young Freak back then in sure. his early days, right? What mm-hmm. did, what was your first job here at Rito? Uh, yeah, so my first job was community intern. Uh, to quickly talk to to Dylan's point real quick, uh, I think it, it's some of that from both ends. It's people who are just like, right, again, we're talking about two thousand nine gaming, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we want to be in gaming. We'll jump at any opportunity we can. Sure. Right? Early Riot was a good place. They were hiring. The game was doing well, grabbing people all the time. Uh, and then maybe there was some level of, like, maybe as we realized how good the game was doing, like, that there is, like, this, you know, this this future coming in that we're going to grab people for. Um, but I, I think it was more the former than the latter in terms of just, like, mm. people that are in gaming wanted to get into gaming. Sure. Um, <clears throat> like, in a, in a real sense. So I, I applied as a community intern. Um, in late 2009, I was still at UCSD going on my fifth year because I didn't pass enough classes um <clears throat> and uh my my friend who worked at Riot at the time was like hey and i'd met him through gaming he'd like done a bunch of gaming media he interviewed me at a couple of tournaments things like that um was like hey you should come to apply to this company and match really cool i was already playing league at the time i was like rank one at the time as well uh he's like come apply it'll be cool you know community internships open go for it and i was like okay sure why not and i interviewed with three people with the director of community director of marketing and mark merrill yeah. Uh, the president back in the day uh, those were the three interviews just like <laughs> director director president because yep. that's who we had to interview people for uh so that was kind of interesting for an intern right like that doesn't happen anymore um and my interviews i remember just like here's my resume here's these gaming things i've done and i was like yeah i want to you know i want to like i want to make videos i guess at this point i'd realized that videos were now a thing and not just audio anymore because <laughs> uh, computers progressed um I want to make videos, you know, I want to do shoutcasting if possible, I suppose. I had, you know, various ideas on the esports front, um, one of which being the idea of bright skins, which uh, Quake players use, where you, like, texture swap a model to, like, bright freaking neon green so you can see them, which we never do for League because we have good enough readability anyway, but also they would look terrible. Uh, but that was an idea. I told the director of marketing, yeah, you should make really ugly skins that are really bright <laughs> for, for visibility's sake. Uh, whatever, right? Hire this man. Yeah, so so whatever. But, um <clears throat> But yeah, I just sort of, yeah, you know, I've been part of communities. I, I, I like was a volunteer at a fan site for like six years. You don't get a better community intern resume than that. Sure. Like how like how do you right? So I 
in retrospect, I realized I had an amazing resume, actually. Yeah, you actually, like, I mean, that's, that's a thing. That's a sick resume. Dude, I, uh, it, not so long after I got here, four and a half, almost five mm -hmm. years ago at this point, I, I was just seeing Riot hire people, like, with actual backgrounds in what they were doing, right. rather than me, who just got in on a, a good interview and somehow saying that, like, my restaurant and tutoring experience made me experienced in player support. Wait, restaurant experience is pretty... <laughs> no, exactly. That's actually legit, though. Sure, right? like, I tried to Again, you have real-world experience of, of having one-on-one -on -one interactions with human beings that have problems. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, no, that, that's, that is, again, like, real-world, like, player support experience. Right? And it and, worked back then. Yeah, but yeah, you actually, you actually had that that correct background yeah, and, for I mean, what we And none of it for. professionally. I mean, aside from, like, getting contracted to cast an event or something. Yeah, but that, that, that actually doesn't matter, the professional part. No, honestly, I, it doesn't. And I, I came to realize as, that. As somebody who hires community professionals on mm -hmm. a regular basis, like, like one of the first things that I look for is is you know experience with community sites like right. fan sites things like that. Sure. Like anytime that somebody asks, how do I get into community in the video games industry? I'm just like, just go do something. Yep. Shoot. If you're willing to do it for go, free, go, that's go a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who ever asks, how do I get into X? It's always go do it. Right. Like there is no shortage of people who want people to do things for free in gaming. Yeah. They're, like yeah. Right. Getting a challenger in solo queue earns you no money. Right. Like, if you want to be a pro gamer, you can get to Challenger for free. No one will pay you to do that, but proving that you're that good means a team will look at you. That's that's the esports example, right? Do you want to do free shoutcasting? Well, guess what? YouTube is free. Go cast stuff, right? Like, just pick up a microphone, grab a VOD, get some friends, even if you want to do a duo cast, which is probably superior, right? Like, there there's a bunch of low-level tournaments all the time. Do you want to write articles? Well, there's a whole lot of fan sites that'll take applications, right? Like, there is never, ever a shortage of places to work at for free to get experience in, in almost any realm ever, right? Do you want to be a coder or a game designer? Mod Unreal Tournament or yep. StarCraft Two or whatever. Sure. Like, for... I think literally everything there is an avenue to do it and practice it. Yeah, most of the uh, most of like the game designers I know cut their teeth on either Unreal. Actually, you know what the really popular one is? The Neverwinter Nights. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. 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 People, sure, I can see that. That is like so many games get built on that engine. Yeah, they just get built in the engine, and it's like game designers like cut their teeth on that because it has all the tools that you need. Mm -hmm. You know, you have all the models, you have all the like the 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 maps you can build, and you have all the storytelling tools that you need as well. And that so was it, a uh, basically Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, yeah. kind of system video game form. Yep. Right? Yeah, it was it was made by uh, I think the one I'm talking about was made by Bioware because there was a game called so. Neverwinter Nights, but but yeah, it was made by Bioware, and uh, yeah, I mean that is like. So many times I hear game designers talk about that. So, so going back to the 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 early days, yeah, early Riot, right? You were, you were not not to like you know uh, to to swell your head. No, no, no. Please a, keep yeah, giving me yeah, compliments. Keep, you yes. were so much more. Oh man, <laughs> so much. But no, but honestly, like the most you were important person. So much company. more than a community intern. Yes. Right? I mean, how many hats were you wearing in those um, days? But yeah, so going back to, to early Riot and, and how that all that all worked. Yeah, so it's a startup company, right? Game just launched. I joined right after the game came out itself. We hadn't even released individual champions yet. Um, and yeah, I was like hired the goal of being champion spotlights to be a marketing tool for new champions, right? Good player has got to play a new champion. If it looks good, you'll buy it. Right? It makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I wrote a bunch of news. I posted a bunch of news. Um, I, as the reigning best player in the company for like the first year and a half I was there, um, I was a, you know, a gut check for balance changes as well. Um, company was really small. So when we played as new champions, like they have to get, uh, right. They have to be balanced and put in properly. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, had a hand in 
helping develop new champions via, you know, suggestions and whatnot. Um, uh, one example being um, Galio's W used to give damage reduction and the R used to give um, armor and MR when it was used. Or it was like Bulwark only gave armor or something. Like one of yeah. one of those things. And I was like, wait, but if you can but if you can cast W, like you can use the Galio passive to gain AP, so you can dynamically buff your stats instead of like buffing damage reduction, which is kind of a lame stat, like you can you can actually give yourself ability power uh, by increasing your MR. And he's like, Oh, it's a good idea. And he just like switched them um, off like individual feedback. Um I'm trying to think of like other like examples of like like individual champion changes that came through because I was like, Hey, wouldn't this be a good idea? And they're like, Yeah, that would be a good idea. And they put it in and then it stuck. Um, but well, and this was the the wild west days. Yeah, of, of, there's, of there's a decent number of those kinds of things happening. Sure, yeah. I mean those were the days of the old company playtest idea, yep. where it was just like, okay, we're doing this game, we're patching every two weeks because we've been patching two every weeks, and we need to keep or every yeah. two weeks, and we need to keep doing and, it. And yeah, we need to put and new holy crap, out we and need we need the whole company playing. To help uh, test for bugs once and a get day, feedback. Yeah. And send your bugs, send your feedback, send everything. Yep. Uh, and I, I yeah, I remember they were they were definitely the Wild West days. It's mm -hmm. tough to collate all that feedback, but I imagine I, I do remember that actually where you couple actually elite players at Riot yeah. uh, were were pretty precious in terms of getting mm -hmm. that feedback. Yeah, I remember way back in the day actually we didn't have all those the strict rules around esports. So I remember working at Riot while competing in oh, tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> um and and I remember like I would like be in tournament finals against Reginald's old team, like him and Dyrus and sure. whoever he was with at the time and um, like it's funny because like now like a lot of my old teammates are, are rioters as well. Like I played against Classic, I played alongside Roku, um, you know who's here as well as a designer. Uh, you know Static was around. Sure. Like, um, so that was fun. Like you know competing and whatnot. Uh, and then also, uh, as far as you know, again sort of the hats and, and patching every two weeks. I remember uh, very frequently we would hit up. Like at the end of a patch cycle, we're like gonna turn the servers off and push the patch in like three hours. You know, the bad we're, old days. We're, yeah, we're running around in the night. <laughs> three hours uh, if it went well. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. In, we were gonna turn it off in three hours, oh, and then gotcha. it's gonna be okay. down for twelve hours oh, yeah. or whatever until the <laughs> yeah. patch came out. Uh, and it would be like me and our classic and our static would go through the patch notes and be like, yeah, we should cut that change. Yeah, I don't think he needs that nerf or he doesn't need that buff or you know we shouldn't do that. And we could literally like t minus four hours from the patch like change the patch. Because as the experts of what a good champion is, we could like say no, no, no. To be clear to everybody listening out there, that was like four, five that was years ago, literally 2010. <laughs> yeah, this is not how it works now. Six, six years ago at this point, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty sure that every QA uh, uh, QA analyst just like wailed and despair. <laughs> oh no, no, we didn't QA that. that. You just pull it out and you just oh yeah, of oh, course you just submit it. There's some the guy just oh, hot yeah. swapping yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, just, you change, <laughs> just changing the build like on the fly. That's isn't he being QA? Reverting a change, you know. That's not how hacker and patch happened or anything. Oh, yeah, so so we've had obviously some hacker and patch. Just if you weren't there for it, just go read about it. Yeah, was, what, what Leona was, was the, bad too. Leona, yeah, the Leona patch. <laughs> Leona, I remember coming back from lunch because I was like waiting to post it on Spotlight. YouTube didn't have time release controls yet to <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, turn things public, so I had to be at my desk to push the video up. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, Leona's gonna come out today. Okay, uh, hurry back from lunch. It's ready to go. Okay, no, sorry, the patch isn't working. It's gonna be a few more hours. Okay, never mind. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was it like twenty four? How many hours later? I don't was know. Leona? I don't remember anymore. It's so much has happened. I forget. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> it's too traumatic to even think about. So the, I mean, I'm I'm really curious. We've been getting towards it. The spotlight, yeah. man. How did that get? That's like an institution at this point. Yeah. People still go back and watch that old Siver one. I'm uh, sure it's there with you running Smite Siver mid lane. I yeah, think so, it was. Uh, yeah, it was Smite Rally. Um, <laughs> so so here's the thing, right? Is is uh, I learned a lot about how content creation is supposed to be done and like targeting audiences and whatnot 
um, after doing Spotlight for so many years. So the reason I did that for Sivir was my mind said, everyone knows how to play Sivir, right? Like, she's been around for a while. She's one of the re original release champions. She's easy to play. I don't want to just do the same song and dance. I want to, like, show you something new. And I was like, yeah, I can... I'll, I'll go smite because I can just like grab buffs all the time, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna push forever, right? Because rally was insane. Like rally actually was a summoner spell you should always have brought at that point in time in the game. Uh, it was the easily the best summoner spell. Um, and I'm gonna go blood razor and smite because like I just want to do something different, right? Do on hit sivir, attack speed sivir, um, you know, push all the time, use rally to push, and then I can go into the jungle and grab a red buff or a blue buff. You grab a blue, you have infinite man on sivir, you can push forever, no one can touch you. It's great. Um, so you're saying that the spotlight was actually, it was a totally different part of, of kind of the release timing where you did yeah. this after Sivir was already out yeah. and you were attempting to essentially spotlight a cool, different, new way right. to play this champion. Exactly. So there oh, were wow. two kinds of spotlights. There was the, the champions coming out spotlight, uh, which is every two weeks. And then if I had available time uh, in the off week between champions, um, I would make an one for an older champion and we would actually try. I remember like way before we had like a real data team, we'd look at like, hey, you know, I wonder if we make a spotlight if it'll like bump sales of a champion. Like, mm -hmm. let's just find out, right? Like, let's watch Karthus's like buy rate. Let's make a Karthus spotlight and see what happens. We figured out that doesn't do anything. Like, no one like buy the champion <laughs> because of the spotlight. Uh, at least to my knowledge, is what they're not me. that good for you. Yeah, whatever, right? But um, yeah, we'd like say we'd like you know say hey who who do, who do we want to make one for? Like, who's hard to play? Who could use the the a spotlight? You know, literally. Um, and yeah, in the Sivir case, I was like whatever no one needs a sivir build like this is easy and that was the wrong choice like <laughs> like you should make it to be intelligent right you should make it to, to give people the right way to play the game because there will be a new player at some point right there sure. will be someone who this is their guide and so that was like a wrong choice um did, did you like did you envision those kind of older ones as being like a, a great educational opportunity yeah to really i tried really hard for that to be a thing actually um if you go back and watch the old spotlights you'll see um, that specifically there are static images of what I think the rune and mastery pages and item builds should be. Sure, yeah. And I tried, I wanted really hard as a direct goal that you could pause the video and set up for the champion or pause it on your second monitor while playing the game and buy mm. those items. I really wanted there to be something you could just have on your screen that you could have as a companion while playing the game. Um, that wasn't actually as useful. So like uh, we knew for a while, like because YouTube has decent analytics and they did back then, um, like people drop off watching the video once you get to the build section, yeah. right? You'd, so you had to play the game, you watch all the gameplay, and people would be like, okay, I'm done. Mm -hmm. But some people would stay on. And and even though I was constantly getting feedback, like people are tuning out of the video, people are tuning out of the video, people are tuning out of the videos, like I don't care, I think this is worth it. As the, you know, the producer of Champion Spotlights, I understand people are leaving the video, but for those who stay, I think this is worth it for them. Um, eventually we, we changed that goal. We wanted them to be like sort of more evergreen in that like, you know, the mastery's changed this season. All the old mastery guides are gone, and some of the runes too, because they hunched on certain masteries. Um, items change every few months or every year or so. You know, those go away. You can no longer build those things anymore. Atmos is gone. That's no longer in the Garen champion, build. Champion updates, man. Right, I mean, champion updates happen. Just detonate and, those old videos. Right, and and I don't know if we do a great job of those because I don't have control on the YouTube anymore. But like, yeah, you'd you'd want to unlist those videos as soon as a champion update came out because that was just weird otherwise. Um, so yeah, it you can never really keep up with all the champions. Not really. Um, uh, but yeah, so I had the goal of like making them educational. Now there's more, um, a little bit more zoomed out. It's a little bit more about sort of the general of how to play the champion and the specifics right. you can find out somewhere else. Um, also because they're more intricate, so like just the descriptions take longer. Uh, so we're a little safer too. I imagine yeah. we're much less likely to to 
update Echo anytime soon. Sure, you know? yeah, like we're, we're a little better at making sure we don't hit all those mm-hmm. horrible gaffes. Um, but we, we also focus, I think, less on trying to educate the community on exactly how to play a character because we've sure. realized that the players, the community, they're going like, to find out real fast. They do, yeah, and they do it way better than we can. So. Generally, yeah. There's yeah. so many players, they're going to find those builds. Yeah. Like really, really quickly. Uh, like Tank Echo was more a thing than we realized it would be, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think it's actually. Uh, I think Tank Echo is kind of coming back now, especially sure with the recent buffs. So yeah. So I'm I'm curious. Like every time, I, I there was actually a period where I, I hadn't seen some spotlights, and then I saw one, and and you were still the voice of it, yeah. and I was like, man, Freak's doing so much other stuff, flying around the world, and all this. I'm amazed mm-hmm. he's actually still got the time for this. Is this I is this a case where they won't let you go, or yeah. like, is, are you it's... holding on to it with your you're just like uh, grip and cold I, I think, dead hands. I think in between the two, so I don't. I don't think they're trying to get rid of me, but I also don't want to let go. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, I like doing spotlights, right? Yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's really fun. It helps me, like, you know, win the new champions a little bit more as well. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast them in the LCS anyway, and I'm going to play them and against them on live. Like, why not have that one extra step where we can go through the script process and sure. you, know, you know, see more of this footage and whatnot? So, um. But yeah, I mean, there, there's been videos where it wasn't me, right? If I'm out doing world, Scarzar yeah. does one. Like that just happens yeah. sometimes. That's fine. Um, but yeah, I don't think either side of that equation is trying to change how it is. Well, I think there's something to be said also for kind of the just the consistency of that. Like your your voice in a champ spotlight is something that a lot of players have have grown accustomed to, right? Sure. That it's comforting. It's something. It's like, hey, it's my buddy Freak. Telling me all about the new champ, and there's mm-hmm. there's something Giving to be me said. Give me some awful puns. Give me yes. some terrible. Oh my! That God. wasn't a thing for. I don't know when puns started actually. Like, because I didn't have them in like old old champion spotlights. I don't remember doing them in like season one or two commentary. Right? Like, if you go watch like season one worlds, like the videos are up on YouTube. I wasn't making puns in those games. I, so at some point, I decided it was a thing. I, I think the puns kind of really just started with the whole like tons of damage thing. Yeah, that, that really just seems like where like you and puns became kind of synonymous. They just yeah. they just existed. Yeah. So so yeah. speaking actually about about like where you are today, like mm-hmm. it, you know we've talked a lot about like where where you've been, kind of the road, the 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 more the humble beginnings for not just you but like for Riot in general, sure. you know, of dealing with that. But like if you think about if you think about esports these days, and you think about um, you think about like especially League of Legends as it relates to esports. Like your name is fairly synonymous, yeah, with League and esports these days. Like, what does that, what does that do to you? I mean, and again, not to blow your head up, but <laughs> keep on piling it on. No, no, there, no it's but okay. Like, I'm, I'm the best. Just please. You are, uh, of course, uh, around, and nothing's ever gonna get you down. Never. But, yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna stop. No, it's gonna like the that. puns to you. You don't need to help him out, Andy. I, I never need help. I'm always, you know, the best I can be. No moss. Wow. You're like the Kanye of esports right now. Yeah. Uh, by the way, if you want to, uh, you know, hear the next LCS game, we're going to delay it by three weeks, and you can go get that by using oh. Jay-Z's streaming service. <laughs> we're going to get sued, man. Oh, that's a, that's a joke about Kanye's new album. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hip with the hops. Uh huh. I know what's your hip hop out there. Look, no. I'm going to let you finish. But, but <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Stop Kanye it. has so many memes because the guy just does a weird thing. Uh, he does. He does. Uh, let's just not talk about the rest of the stuff he's been spouting this week. Yeah. So, so seriously, though, like, yeah. uh, what does that do to you? Like, you know, for um, that to happen? I don't think it does much. So I don't like. As far as like transition from being like, we'll start with 15 year old me to now who, where I'm 28. Like I got, it was interesting because I think so many things happened that, that changed who I am. 
in in a way. So one is uh, even before like esports blew up and the whole like freak League of Legends commentary thing blew up. Like I was David Turley, who is this shy nerd who got good grades and liked gaming and whatever. Uh, and then I was I mean I used the persona freak for a while, but uh, freak got really good at Warcraft three, and I was a top player. Um, and it's kind of a dick. Didn't have really good manners. Um, you know, I whined when I lost. I was like, I would have been chat restricted or like suspended, you know, like uh, if also like Warcraft being a 1v1 game means I wasn't flaming teammates, but I'd be like fucking human imbalance, bullshit, fast expand. <laughs> I can't win on this map. Uh, you know, so I would complain a lot, you know, and, and, and whatever. But um, I was very confident when I was in game because I was really good. I could beat almost anyone on my continent. Um, and and so I, I, I learned some level of self-confidence self-confidence and and more you know being more assertive right i made a bunch of audio commentaries as freak and I mean, people could tell that was me david turley the names are linked and whatnot but like you know i made a bunch of these things as an expert that people would tune in and listen to and i was like oh cool i'm doing things that are valuable that people enjoy cool like and i and i again i learned to express myself better to be more confident and whatnot uh and then i joined riot and then league of legends started blowing up and you know, I learned to control my temper a little bit. I became a little bit more mature just as time goes on. Figure out how things work, living on my own, having an income, you know, paying for rent and utilities and, you know, figuring out how all this stuff works out. Uh, so, you know, did a lot of growing up because life. Uh, but as far as the whole, like, famous thing goes in, like, it's weird because I don't feel like it's affected me in any way. I mean, I'm if someone asked me for an autograph, I'm not surprised, right? right. Like, I mean... Right. If if you were me at 15 and me now and someone asked for an autograph, I'd be surprised at 15 and not surprised now. Uh, so, you know, some things obviously change because of that. But I'm never like walking around like I'm so freaking cool. Everyone should like look up to me or anything. I I pretty much every day realize that being where I am is a product of being very lucky. Like, sure. I, you know, all the commentary work and all the playing and whatnot, like and getting good at things like that's me working hard at things that I care about. Um, but like. I was born in a country that has access to high speed Internet. And with a family that has disposable income to buy video games and computers and fast internet. And, you know, esports happened to blow up at the right time before USSD actually kicked me out for bad grades because I was still playing so many games. Like, there was no plan where it's like at some point this is actually going to work out. I was just like following things that I enjoyed. And then thankfully, there was a place to go. Um, and I think sort of reminding myself of that like every day basically keeps me pretty humble because. I know a lot of the success is luck and not like me being better than other people. You mentioned something uh, earlier about creating content as Freak and and the name of Freak kind of being out there. And yeah, you know, it can be tied to David Turley, but do you do you feel like you know being Freak is is kind of a shield against like some of the criticism and, and I don't like, think so scrutiny. No, I really think of them one as the same. Uh, I mean, I legitimately, and you can make this a joke if you want, like. I've had girlfriends where they refer to me as Freak as opposed to David just because that's the name they know me as. Like, they knew of me online before we ever met in person. Um, now, similarly, like, there, there'll be the situation where it's like, no, I'm going to call you David. That's your real name, right? Like, there's different approaches to it. But, uh, I mean, in high school, my friends called me Turley because it was a small school and there were four Davids in the same class and it was, you know, all the honors kids went to the same class, like, over and over again. So, like... You know, I, I haven't been called, like, I've probably been called David less than 50% of the time by someone, like, referencing me in some way directly. Uh, to me, Freak is just a name. It's it's me. I am I am David. I am Turley. I am Freak. I am whatever. Um, 
it it's a name. It references me. It, I don't think it's any different, really. Now you sound like Kanye. <laughs> no, <What>? I, <laughs> I missed that. Sorry, I don't know what it was. Go- it was just that like I am freak. Freak is me. Freak is the name by which I go. Just that stuff. No, it's <laughs> you got nice. a little little esoteric. No, you're absolutely right. Because I and, and I go off this purely from just my time at Riot, where people's summoner names or 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 mm-hmm. or stage names have have been more or less sticky with regards yeah. to you know and them being called with that. The person. Yeah, like Morello's gone through this interesting thing where where everyone used to call him Morello and then it yeah. just started to like kind of fall off and he's far more often called Ryan in my experience now. Mm. With you, it's it's funny cuz like I got to know you actually and I was like, "All right, I got to stop calling this guy freak." But it's it's eh. it is very synonymous like yeah. you said. I can't believe we haven't asked this though. Where the heck did the name come from? Maybe you just slip that in really quick? Did you just... Uh, no, I, I didn't slip it in. So so I picked the name Freak in grade school or middle school. I know I used it already playing StarCraft 1, so you can date that, but I got the game in middle school. Um, basically, again, David Turley, this sort of shy nerd who didn't have many friends and you know got straight A's up until midway through high school, um, I picked the word Freak and misspelled it. Like it, it felt like a screen name. I don't know if I identified that heavily with like calling myself a freak. I don't think I was like going that far in terms of being self-deprecating. But uh, it was the internet, so I used a ph instead of an f. And this is cool, man. Yeah, That's enough, right? It's the internet, right? Like yeah. it wasn't like full leet. I wasn't like xxx freak <laughs> sephiroth three thousand. That or... quiet confidence. Yeah, God. but but yeah, I mean, I think there there was some element of knowing I didn't really fit in where I was. Sure. Uh, and some element of it's the internet, and I just picked the name that like had some level of meaning. And now, like it purely is just a name, like you, it, it's just a collection of letters. You, you, do you still feel a little like you don't fit in, or? I mean, yes and no. Like, I, I'll always have like that little tinge of like self doubt, just always in general. Um, right, like I, I mean, like I for the last like three. Well, for the last like many number of years, I've always thought like, how did I get here? How did I get here? Uh, when I mentioned the TED talk earlier, it was it was about the journey of how did I get here, um, and it it's why I sort of realized like, well, look, yeah, right place, right time, right? Like, the the situation I'm in is very fortunate, um, but at the same time, like I you know I I've, I've still earned everything that I've had, right? The fact that I'm still here means that I'm like worthy of still being around, right? Like Riot didn't fire me once they realized I was dumb. Like I, <laughs> I managed to stay smart enough and like useful enough. But you I know, know I know that feel. But right, like like getting into Riot as an intern, right? Like, I don't know if I could apply to the same job with the same resume I had when I was twenty two. Um regardless, like uh, you know, I, I, I come to learn, you know, that I'm valuable and that people like me what I'm still actually really shy really shy socially. I won't go up and talk to people I don't know almost at all or ever. Um if you approach me, I'll be happy to talk to you. It's fine. But uh, I'm generally cl- closed off as a person. Um, you asked about sort of being famous and how does it affect me. It doesn't really because I don't go out that much. Like, I play <laughs> video games, which is fine. Like, I'm, I'm happy. I'm doing things that I enjoy. But, like, you know, my my average Saturday night is me playing solo queue, which I'm fine with. It makes me happy. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't get approached on the street much. People asking for autographs. It still happens occasionally, but not super frequently. I'm not out all the time. Um, and the whole like being recognized in game, you know, yeah, I'm used to being recognized, right? Like, yeah, I just sort of acknowledge that the fact of the matter is my name is everywhere. So people recognize me. Okay. And then I like move on from there. You know, this, this gets to something I wanted to bring up early, which is, okay. um, so f- especially for one of those kind of early riot presences, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, you think of the other people who were around a ton back then, like, uh, like Morello, yeah. uh, you know, Ped Dragon, uh, you know, probably a couple other people I'm forgetting. I mm-hmm. feel like there was a 
a lot more love hate than than generally what what I have always seen with you. And like even now, you appear a lot less on the forums, uh, you know, and on the sub and stuff like that. Mm. But you stop, you drop in. Yeah. And and it just seems to generally just be a much more well received experience, just in general. Like I've always felt like you had a really good quiet confidence. Not even quiet, yeah. just good confidence with players and like a really good rapport in terms of being willing to say strong opinions. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but people just generally like what, receiving that. Well, what are, what are your thoughts on like your your um, online persona, like yeah. specifically written? Right. Right, right. So it's it's interesting because yeah, I've always been a community member since like forever. Yeah. Like I posted all the time on WCR. Um, you know, I've I've been a member of forums since forever, and I never sort of changed my approach to that in general, like when I became a rioter, like I came to learn, okay, those things you have to be more careful about. Um, but yeah, I, I've always sort of had the same approach because like when I started becoming active on gaming forums is like, well, I was a top level Warcraft 3 player. I could say things with a lot of confidence. Um, and then, you know, similarly with League of Legends, like, well, I'm a good player, so I can talk about things with confidence. Um, and then I came to learn, you know, a good number of things about game design or how Riot works or, you know, how how things work, whatever. And, and yeah, I mean, I just like being part part of communities, and I don't approach it as a spokesperson. Um, I think sure. that that comes true comes across pretty obviously yeah, when I talk. Sure. It's like I'm just a dude who really enjoys League of Legends and knows way more about it than most people, via being a player and and being at Riot. And I just enjoy interfacing, right? I spend a ton of time on Reddit more than I maybe should, but it's just because I want to be part of the community because I am part of the community because that's. That's the people that I talk to. Well, I think that, like we were talking about earlier, like if you th talk about like the old school league players, like they remember you being one of them, you mm -hmm. know, and that's, I think that carries over that you are st still to sure. them. And, and I, I think probably to yourself, like you are, you are one of them. You are a player, you know, folks remember back when you would be streaming and, and yeah. they connected with you on a very mm -hmm. personal way. Right. And that's, you know, part of the reason why we are, you know, we're kicking up live streaming efforts here uh, mm -hmm. for North America and, you know, and running that. So, by the way, you can check that out on twitch.tv slash league community. Is that your serious voice? Andy? That was my serious <laughs> voice. My, my announcer voice. Twitch.tv slash league community. You, you got tired of embiggening Freak's head? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, there's only so much uh, so much that you can do in that in that space. So. Um, so well, <laughs> speaking of of making your head bigger, like let's let's Ooh, ask. Let's uh, keep going. Yes, let's do it. Yes, please. Let's let's Stop. actually ask. Let's ask a question that I think. Uh, I I mean this very seriously. Okay. But I think it's it sound it, it might sound a little like uh, jokey. Not even jokey, but just like a little. Like bit... You said chokey at first. I was like, whoa, it's like, whoa. whoa. It's freaky. We're going in to... here. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. So, <laughs> Dylan, that is the go-to joke people make, oh. and people think they're original. Oh, I wasn't even yeah. trying. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, okay. it was very obvious you were yeah. not trying. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I should at really all. expect any more. Dishonor of my family. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. It, it's at the risk of being jokey. So without without you know without wanting to sound like super. I don't know, full of ourselves. Like, how, you know, you've you've been a part of esports mm -hmm. uh, as it's kind of emerged from its sure. dirty cocoon and like you know exploded onto the scene and become yeah. much more mainstream. But mm -hmm. how do you think that you know thirty years down the road when you're sitting with you know uh, your your you know little freak and you know <laughs> freak grandson or whatever, mm -hmm. um, how do you think uh, history is going to kind of remember your your role in esports? I don't know. Um, I, like my goal has never been. Like, what is my legacy going to be or anything? Like, I've always, again, just sort of looked at what I enjoy doing, and I just do that. And then where it leads me, it leads me. 
Um, so I don't, I don't in a way sort of care what my impact is at the end of the day. Like, am I the best commentator? Eh, you know, am I the funniest commentator? I don't care. Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of many people who were involved in sort of the, the first big boon of esports. Like it was slowly, slowly, slowly growing for decades. And then streaming took off and internet TV took off and, you know, bandwidth got bigger, like all at the same time. And, you know, not only are people more willing to consume shows of sorts on their computers, but, you know, League of Legends also is really popular, right? And gaming's continuing to grow, right? Like, as good as League of Legends or esports could have been 15 years ago, well, gaming wasn't as big 15 years ago. So it wasn't going to have that kind of impact anyway. Um, you know, how are you going to sell at the Staples Center when, you know, the pool of core gamers or PC gamers is smaller? Um, so, you know, a lot of really cool things happen all at the same time. Um, I happen to be caught up in it, which is awesome, and I love being a part of it. Uh, but as far as sort of my impact, like, I, I kind of almost don't care. Like, I, I, I'm not doing this because of what I'm going to be remembered by, you know, remembered for. I'm, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I love the game. I love commentary. Um, you know, I love interfacing with the glorious communities that are involved with them. And what that turns into, it turns into. And that's fine. I can I can jive with that. I mean, even not being a public personality, it's mm -hmm. it's just fun to be along for the ride yeah. is, is kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. I, I know that I, thinking back to the early days at Riot we're talking about compared to now, like the personal growth has been has been one thing, but also mm -hmm. just seeing the 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 whole scene right. change. That's the best part is like this isn't just league doing all this. Like of course esports in general is just blowing up like crazy. And it's so fun mm -hmm. to see all that happening. And it's still it's still I know leaves me wanting more because I know at least in America and this probably helps with the like you know the big headedness and stuff uh, in general. Is it's just that most of the country still doesn't know about it here. Yeah, like, sure. You yeah. know, still you're very unlikely to to meet a League of Legends player or even somebody who's heard of it in a lot of cases. Sure. Yeah. Except in specific settings, and so it definitely just leaves me wanting to get to the point where like it is in Taiwan, where it's not Netflix and chill. It's hang out and play League. You know. Sure. <laughs> mm -hmm. What. What is Netflix and shit? Never mind. I just I'm just gonna gonna look it up. Look at those kids. Look at those. Are you trying to troll or? <laughs> I was no. a really. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, Hulu like, and relax. Hulu and relax. Yeah, that's what happens with the old over forty crowd. Yeah. Actually, oh, is gosh. We, we Hulu, Hulu and relax. <laughs> okay. Um, crack, crackle and uh, no, nobody. Uses oh crackle. man, I've used Crackle before. Oh yeah. Yeah. What a terrible name. Yeah. It's. A, it's I mean, it's like at least bad. you snap or pop, right? They're the better ones, <sighs> but. See, that, that's how you make quality jokes. Uh, I do want to add one addendum to the question you asked a second ago, though, about, like, what I leave behind. Um, mm -hmm. Just, like, one thing I'm also going to do is, like, I'm always going to sort of chase being as, as good as I can, right? I'm always going to try to do the best job and, you know, just be, because I care, like, I'll you know, I will try to push esports forward and commentary forward and, and you know, if that ends up leaving a mark, then cool. But, um, yeah, it's it's... Again, it's it's more sort of for me than than for anything else. Do you have any role models? Um, not really. Like there there there's certainly the people I look up to. Uh, the the big one from commentary is Joe Miller. Like that guy has been awesome forever, and I've listened to a lot of his stuff from back in the day. It's great passion in his voice. Yeah, I, I mean just he's just, so excited. He's listening just such to him. a great commentator, right? And and that's really cool. But um, not really. No, like role model wise, no. There's no one I've like ever like modeled my life after been like oh he has that trait i should have it too mm. uh i mean in a, in a professional sense like i'll look at other commentators and be like oh hey what are they doing that's smart but no i've always felt like i've had a really sort of strange outlook on life where i just sort of do what's fun and it's happened to work out but I, it's 
Well, you're pretty you. I think yeah, everybody I'm just, knows I'm just you very and, me at and all even times, league players and, probably get that. You're and it very... happens to line up with success. <laughs> it does indeed. So, well, Freak, it has been a wonderful conversation. We'd love to thank you. Well, would You'd love, love to. to thank me? I'd love Can, to thank then, you, then but, I, you? but I can't because you no, just can't take any more compliments. No, I'll, I'll thank me. And okay, I know that's what please. you wanted for. So, Freak, <laughs> thank you so much for being this amazing and awesome. I mean, truly, it's it's been an honor for everyone both in the room and online to listen to all these wonderful knowledge bombs you have dropped. Could could you ask everybody Start to, the music. to like, Play the, cut, cut. like, listen, uh, and and subscribe? Le- like, that. like, comment, and subscribe. Yes. To and then of course thank to, all the wonderful to, to, to what the so like and to the like and, community. Yeah, subscribe to us subscribe on, on iTunes. To us on iTunes. Leave us leave us a review. Leave us a review. Hopefully five stars or don't bother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's how that works, right? Wow. <laughs> oh, Play the music, Sean. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been great. It's been fun. Uh, and we'll see you all next time for the next episode of the League Community Podcast. Bye.